Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona, Tehillim, and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, episode 95. The following is the recitation of Psalm 86, aka Perak or Mizmor Pei Vav. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. David, Hate Adonai, Aznecha, Aneni, Ki Ani, Veavion Ani, Shamra Nafshi, Ki Chasid Ani, Hosha Avdecha, Ata Elohai, Haboteach. Elecha Chaneni Adonai Ki Elecha Ekra Kol Hayom Sameach Nefesh Avdecha Ki Elecha Adonai Nafshi Esa Ki ata Adonai Tov Vesalach Virav Chesed Lechol Koracha Haazina Adonai Tefilati Behakshiva Bekol Tachanu Notai Biyom Sarati Ekra Echa Ki Ta'aneni Ein Kamocha Ba Elohim Adonai Ve Ein Kimaasacha Kol Goyim Asher Asita Yavou Bishtahavu Lefanacha Adonai Bihabdu Lishmecha Ki Gadol Ata Beose Niflaot Ata Elohim Levadacha Horeni Adonai Darkacha Ahalech Baamitacha Yached Levavi Lir Shmecha Odcha Adonai Elohai Bechol Levavi Vaachabda Shimcha Leolam Ki Chastecha Gadol Alai Vehitzalta Nafshi 
Mishol Tachtiah Elohim Zedim Kamu Alai Vaadat Aritzim Bikshu Nafshi Velo Samucha Lenegdam Beata Adonai El Rachum Bechanun Erech Apayim Verab Chesed Beemet Pinei Elai Bechaneni Tna Uzcha Laav Decha Behoshia Leven Amatacha Asay Imi Ot Litova Bir U Sonai Yevoshu Ki Ata Adonai Azartani Bitnikham Tani Psalm 86 seems out of place as it's the only Tfilala David prayer to David in the third book of Tehillim. It's sandwiched in between Psalms to Bnei Korach and the first we have seen since Psalm 72 announced the conclusion of the prayers of David. The theme of this Mizmor is a request that Hashem listens to prayers, praising Hashem that there is no one like him, and a promise to thank him when everything comes to fruition with salvation from the enemies that are pursuing them. This could be talking about David specifically running from his enemies or about the nation of Israel in general, according to different opinions. In terms of where and when this is said, Svardim will say this at the end of prayer services, and it's said actually every day, Tachanun is said during the week in the Svardi custom, um, and also in the Svardi custom, it's one of the seven of the ten Mismorium added to Yom Kippur. There are a few well-known sukim that we see even in the non-Svardi custom. For example, Pasuk Hey appears in Uvalitzion towards the end of davening, and Pasukhet is what we say as we take out the Sefer Torah on Shabbat and Yom Tov. The word, well, the word um, key or because repeats itself multiple times as though the narrator is begging for something and trying to give explanation for why. The first time we see the word key, David describes himself as Ani Ve'evyon. Uh, poor and destitute and or needy. Then in Pasuk Bet, Shamra nafshi ki chasidani, preserve my life for I am a chasid. Chasid can be interpreted as, as steadfast or selfless or devout or dedicated or pious. The Gemara in Brachot, Daf Dalet Amud Aleph, helps explain this self-proclaimed chasid statement, explaining that all the kings in the world get up pampered and late, while David HaMelech wakes up early and is answering personal questions within every family's household. 
Rav Cook explains that this Gemara is highlighting that physically David doesn't get pampered like other normal kings, but also he doesn't sit on his ivory tower. Instead, he is emotionally involved with the people and not taking the accolades of kingship. Rav Hirsch points out that in that a negative aspect to a chassid's character is that he is selfless to the point where he gives himself up entirely and doesn't assert his own rights or personality. Rav Hirsch goes on to, to say that this ne- negative aspect is combined with the positive aspect of complete dedication to the welfare of others, and that David is prayer, praying here that Hashem guard his physical and spiritual fate since he does not naturally defend himself or fight for his own personal rights or needs. Then in Pasuk 11, we see what we know as a beautiful song, Horeni Hashem Darkecha, Ahalech Ba'amitacha, Teach me, Hashem, your way, that I may walk with firmness in your truth. First of all, these two psukim may help to explain why Pasuk, why this Pasuk is so randomly placed here. We have David demonstrating the request of the previous Psalm 85, showing the concept of chesed and emet, of loving kindness and truth, together in prayer. Furthermore, the Rambam says that this is the way chesedim talk to Hashem, asking him not to allow the sins of their past to get in the way of their future. We know that there are consequences for our past, but allow us to start anew as if the past didn't hinder it. Something that the sons of Korach need Hashem to hear on their behalf in the midst of their Psalms right now. So on one hand, David claims himself to be selfless. On the other hand, we see him with some chutzpah and brazenness begging Hashem to give him what he needs because Hashem has done it before, so please do it again, and I'll tell of all your wonders, etc., which he obviously stuck with because he, he wrote and shared these psalms. But then we see that Bnei Korach are potentially also appealing to Hashem using the self-proclaimed selflessness of David to help their prayers reach closer to the favor of Hashem. It all just makes me wonder what is our ideal state of selfishness versus selflessness? Rav Hirsch, as we saw, pointed out that being completely selfless is a negative, although wonderful that you are dedicated to the well-being of others. What is our ultimate goal in that realm? Well, more recently, we have seen things like cause marketing, which Jason Sperling calls an unholy alliance between economy and charity where companies will promote their socially conscious acts and the things that they care about in order to align with the things that their customers care about and thus increase loyalty and increase revenue. He goes on to explain that this form of marketing has not only become accepted, it has become expected especially amongst the younger generation that stand for social justice and to help the disenfranchised. At the same time, a famous Times Magazine article shows that the 18 to 25 age bracket 
scores very low on empathy tests as compared with previous generations, showing that there is this group of people that believes in doing what is right, but believes in themselves first. So nowadays, we are actually seeing that doing the morally helpful thing, even if it isn't for altruistic reasons, has actually become a socially acceptable motivator. In fact, as givers have become more self-focused, giving has actually gone way up, with numbers that show that people are extremely charitable, even if they are focused on themselves. It's hard for me to swallow, and I don't know the answer, but I think that is because it's up to every individual to determine for themselves whether the dose of feel-good neurotransmitter dopamine that you get when you actually give surpasses your ability to properly take care of yourself or not. Ultimately, David just prays to Hashem to have him show his ways and his truth because ultimately, the line of being selfish and selfless isn't so clear. May we be able to figure out a healthy and honest line between selfishness and selflessness. May we give to the level that always enhances ourselves as well as others and always feel rejuvenated and still cared for ourselves whenever we give. The learning and recitation for this episode is in honor of anyone who is struggling with the enemies of feeling too selfish or too selfless to a detrimental degree. May they find a healthy balance that helps them to become the best version of themselves. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. that you would like to sponsor or if you have any questions please email me at nursenisa1 n-u-r-s-e-n-i-s-a the number one at gmail.com also don't forget to join the facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes please subscribe and share thank you for joining okay.